out to Star City, Virginia, ATL, Georgia, Frederick, Maryland, and New York, New York. And Sarnetta TV. TV. Sarnetta. Sarnetta. Guess what, y'all? We got the Common Raw Squad getting ready to come on. Uh, to a 
And so we're talking about testable explanations and predictions of natural phenomena. Next slide. This is how science works. Scientific knowledge and understanding, this is from the same source that I cited before. Uh, scientific knowledge and understanding accumulate from the interplay of observation and explanation. Scientists gather information by observing the natural world and conducting experiments. They then propose how the systems being studied behave in general, basing their explanations on the data provided through their experiments and other observations. They test their explanations by conducting additional observations and experiments under different conditions. Other scientists, and this is key, other scientists confirm the observations independently and carry out additional studies that may lead to more sophisticated explanations and predictions about the future observations and experiments. In these ways, scientists continually arrive this is important to understand because when we talk about Darwin, Darwin was 150 years ago when he proposed the mechanisms for the theory of evolution. Since then, hundreds of thousands of scientists have confirmed Darwin because it's not enough just to come up with a concept. The community, the scientific community, has to confirm your observations. So after 150 years of hundreds of thousands of scientists confirming evolution, it is kind of asinine to be thinking that uh, the theory of evolution is some just made up stuff and everybody's just leaning on Darwin. It's not just Darwin. It's hundreds of thousands of scientists that you have to um, go against. Next slide. Science is a way of knowing about the world and how it works. The scientific method is the process of forming and testing ideas through the scientific method. Researchers build theories about the world. Theory doesn't come first. You build a theory based off of your testing. So you have a hypothesis, you have an observation, then you have a hypothesis. You make a prediction, you do some tests. You either confirm the hypothesis or disconfirm the hypothesis. After this is done numerous of times, then you get a theory. It is based on facts that has been proved through the process of testing. Next slide. This is a cartoon I found that accurately sums up what we have in the creationist versus scientific community. On the science side, it says, here are the facts. What conclusions can we draw from them? Whereas the creationists want to say, here's the conclusion. What facts can we find to support it? That's not how science works when they want to enter into a scientific conversation. This is the exact opposite. Was this the next one? Okay. So now, if y'all were able to see the video that I did for Sonnetta, that was part one, and this presentation is part two. So I'm a linguist, and I demonstrated how the very word science itself comes out of Africa and found in ancient Egypt. Now I'm going to show you that the process that we define as science, in terms of the way of knowing, is also Egyptian. So when people talk about you doing that white science, you know, based on testable observations and experiments, that they don't know what they're talking about. This is Africa. According to Diodorus Siglis, this is a Greek observing ancient Egyptian scientist, he made the observation that the Egyptians could observe bolded text, 
with great exactitude the eclipses, for example, of the sun and the moon and calculate them in advance in order to predict in the greatest detail and infallibly these kinds of phenomena. So if you remember our definition of what science is, it's the observation of natural phenomena in which they observe and calculate in order to make predictions. This is what the Greeks was talking about when it comes to ancient Egypt. This is science. This is not the white man's science. This is just science and how it's done. Next slide. So now I'm going to continue on this, on this trip and talk about uh, science being a European thing. Next slide. <clears throat> That's somebody you should just look up and find out what she's talking about what she's doing. Next slide. <clears throat> science is a method, a way of knowing. The ancient Egyptians had various words for method. And so one of them is tech which is way of doing something, method, cipher, key, etc. Tet the correct method, norm, reckoning. Method, as in method, measure. Method, technic, working method, method, the noun in mathematics. They're always talking about the process of knowing, not just knowing, but how do you eliminate error in your analysis? You have to have a correct method, the tet Next slide. This is from the Rhine Mathematical Papyrus. So this is a transliteration. And so from the mathematical, this is the title of the Rhine Mathematical Papyrus. So the transliteration is over here. But we start off here, remember the word tapaset? Tapaset in Hayat Correct method of investigating nature to know all that exists, all mysteries and all things secret. For that purpose, this papyrus roll was copied in the year 33. This is science in the very detail of what science is. Next slide. And so now I want to deal with intelligent design. Next slide. <laughs> Do y'all agree that these are the alleged attributes of God? That he is omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. Yep. Just in case you doubt it, I cited the sources in the Quran and in the Bible where it makes this claim, makes these claims. So anybody in disagreement that, that these are not the attributes of God? Okay, next slide. <laughs> we always have these conversations about intelligent design, but you never hear anybody define what is intelligence. And so I have several different sources that define what intelligence is. The first one, two, the capacity to acquire and apply knowledge. The ability to learn, understand, and make judgments or have opinions that are based on reason. The ability to learn, understand, and think about things. The ability to learn facts and skills and apply them, especially when this ability is highly developed. My sources, there's a bibliography in here for the other uh, sources. Next. The capacity for learning, reasoning, understanding, and similar forms of mental activity, aptitude in grasping truths, relationships, facts, meanings, etc. Intelligence is the ability for an information processing system to adapt to its environment with insufficient knowledge and resources. An intelligent agent does what is appropriate for its circumstances and its goals. It is flexible to changing environments and changing goals. It learns from experience. It makes appropriate choices given perceptual limitations and finite computations. These are different sources defining intelligence. And you're going to notice a pattern. 
Next slide. Here's where the problem of paradigm comes in. Intelligence implies the ability to learn, the capacity to acquire knowledge. Intelligence implies that one has to be ignorant of something to acquire knowledge, of it to apply it. If God has never been ignorant because he's omniscient, means he knows all. He's never been ignorant. How can he be intelligent too? By our definition of intelligence. In other words, one's ability to learn is critical to determining one's intelligence. And if God can't learn anything because he's not ignorant of anything, he can't be intelligent. Therefore, God cannot be the agent of intelligent design. At least as defined by the Bible and the Quran. So if you talk about In science, if you want to introduce something as a variable or as an agent for the cause of something, you have to demonstrate first that it exists. And so people try to throw God in there, but haven't done any type of experiments or observations to argue that God exists in the first place. I'm not arguing for the existence or the non-existence of God. I'm just stating the procedure to be included in terms of science. So you, there's a fallacy we call reification, also known as concretism, uh, or the fallacy of misplaced concreteness. It is a fallacy of ambiguity when an abstraction, God, is treated as if it were a concrete real event or physical entity. In other words, it is the error of treating something which is not concrete, such as an idea, as a concrete thing. Y'all get the fallacy? And so. This is why we don't, in the scientific community, we don't treat science as it is an entity, as it is concrete, because we'll be committing the reification fallacy. And so you have to cite your sources, because human beings do science. Science is something you do, it's not an entity that exists by itself. And so when people are coming up with information, talking about this is this and this is this, and they ain't did no primary experimentation, and don't put any sources, this is the quintessential definition of what we call pseudoscience. Because human beings do science. Science doesn't exist as itself, as a separate Next uh, slide, please. <laughs> so now we're going to deal with Africans and evolution. <laughs> definition of pseudoscience. Quiet down. <laughs> Is that the next one? So now, you heard earlier about uh, our ancestors didn't talk about evolution. We didn't come from no lower animals and all of that. They don't study Africa enough. So someone mentioned the pale fox earlier. And in the pale fox, page 39, pages 39 and 40, the authors tell us that Apa was entrusted as part and Apa was a, a name for God. Management of the universe specifically to the first three nomo. The nomo die, the, uh, the nomo titiyanye, and onomo, I have both. The first two reside with Apa in the imperial sky. The third is the father of man. To the left is the drawing of onomo, which is a fish. And so the dogon, saying the father of man, is a fish. Next slide. <laughs> I encourage everyone to get this book by Neil Stephen. It's called Your Inner Fish. 
And it talks about, of course, man evolving ultimately from fish in the sea. And so when we talk about it here, uh, Brother Bashir talking about there's no transitional fossils. This is an actual transitional fossil it's called Tiktaalik. That is, part fish has certain features of land animals. You'll get to see it, you know, in here. Matter of fact, for, and I have it as a source in my bibliography, for anybody who wants to know any of the hundreds of transitional fossils, there's a website you can go to called transitionalfossils.com. <laughs> So this is the type of code that he discovered 
you know, in those mathematical equations to describe the universe. But it's interesting that it's a series of four. On the left-hand side, I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with the Yoruba tradition, uh, Ifa. Um, for those who are familiar with the divination system in Ifa, you know that these are what we call Odus on the left. And we mark that these are binary codes. And so the one stroke represents uh, light, the two strokes represent darkness, or electricity on, electricity off. So this is the Odu or Yekwe Ope, uh, for those, again, who are familiar with Ifa. Uh, these are the codes, according to the Yoruba tradition, that govern the universe. And it's ultimately these divination uh, systems that inspire the binary system, which ultimately our computers come from anyway. Um, that's a different discussion, and I'm willing to have it. The next um, slide, please. It's true. Uh, John A. Wheeler, um, what's named um, Sysis in the text, uh, the physics world uh, text that I saw, that I cited earlier, this paragraph is in he, he said something very interesting. He said, and this is James uh, Sylvester Gage talk in terms of this paper. Uh, in 1990, he suggested that every it, every phenomenon that exists, every particle, every field of force, even the space-time continuum itself derives its functions, its meanings, its very existence entirely from the apparatus elicited in terms of answers to yes or no questions, binary, choices, or bits. The it from bit principle, he continued, symbolizes the idea that every item of physical world has at bottom an immaterial source of explanation. That which we call reality arises in the last analysis from the posing of yes or no questions and the re-registering of equipment evoked responses in short that all things physical are information theoretical in origin and that this is a participatory universe. Saying all this to say that, the Africans already been talking about this and created a whole divination and spiritual system around it in terms of holding. Next slide, please. Again, this is another Odu. On the left, this is the Warrior. This is an Opon train. For those uh, who are not familiar, this is circular because it represents the universe. And when we consult the divine, it speaks to us in code, in binary code called Odu's. The cognitive linguistic for this in ancient Egypt is medu. So when you say medu, you're talking about the medu, because it's a word meaning words. So in the beginning it was a word. This is where these concepts come from. Odu is miraculous utterances. Medu is a the plural of words in Egyptian. And so this is the universe represented. We're consulting the universe, it's speaking to us back in codes, and then you know uh, we give you whatever uh, is pertaining to your situation. Now we're going to get on Kepler. There's going to be a little bit of linguistics involved here, so you're going to have to kind of pay attention. <laughs> what I'm arguing is the very word evolution is cognate with the word Kepler in ancient Egypt. And so if you're down with Egypt and you're down with Kepler, you have to be down with evolution. They're the same word, the same concept. So let's prove it. Next slide. These are the various different um, meanings for Kepler in the ancient Egyptian language. And so, God, Kepler, the transitive verb means to come into being, to change, to take effect, to exist, that which exists, children, form, modes of being, appearance, education, upbringing, coming into being again, even not possible to bring about to effect. Various different words 
uh, that are built off of this group uh, capital. And so they actually, the K and P sound uh, were actually pronounced the same, excuse me, at the same time. So it's like if you're going, you would say like Poro, it's kind of hard for us to hear, but it's, it's, a, it's the exact articulation at the same time. The K and P sound, and then you know, the vowel and all. Next slide. Ten minutes, brother. All right. Uh, these are some common sound shifts that we have to keep in mind. So when we talk about the P sound in Kepler, it could also be an F, V, M, B, B, M, B, W sound. And so in all these different dialects across the world, you'll see that in what I mean. So K can also be K, H, H, S, Z, J, uh, G. If anybody's been following any of my uh, videos, you know how I demonstrate this on the record. Next slide. And so this is, you know, the word Kepler in many different African languages. Went Welo, Zulu, Kikongo, Kikura, Shobab, Ingula, Zagura, Epasa, Kalajan, Wal, change, make different. Next slide. Uh, this is a reconstruction by John Bali that's saying that the word Kepler comes from Kikufi, God. In other words, the word Kepler is a word for God across Africa. So here's in the Zande language, in Bori, Hasa is um, a semantic shift or taking call. Next slide. Uh, these different variations without the K in front is just left with the, what we call the labial uh, sound, which is the B, uh, here with bilabial sound. And so, you know, like in the Hebrew, where it says Bada creates, so like in the beginning, Bada sheets, uh, you know, the creation of it's the same word, the same cognitive. Next slide. Again. You download this whole thing and go through it in detail. Uh, and so, we'll skip the slides. It's basically saying that uh, the concept of existence has to do with motion in African traditions. Again, you can download the slide. Uh, and so now we're going to talk about what the universe is. Notice I have the VER. Remember that the VEP sound can also turn into V. <laughs> this concept of the universe derives from old French. I'll just skip down to the bottom where it says, Borsum, Bursum, made from perfect passive uh, participle for Tere, meaning something rotated, rolled, or changed. It, so keep in mind Kepler and what it is and why Kepler rolls the dung ball, because it means roll, unroll, change, all of that kind of stuff. Next slide. Uh, universe, this is from the Online Etymological Dictionary. So if you see OED in my text, onlineetymologicaldictionary.com. Look at the word universe. Period. Uh, no, go back. <laughs> um, universe meaning one versus press participle meaning bacteria being to turn. Uh, and so it's just one turn, one rotation, one moving, you know, same universe. It's going to be important. I'm building something, so just stay with me. Next slide. Uh, the concept of verses comes from Proto Indo European. That's what the pi stands for words. Remember that B, uh, P can turn into W as well. Remember that? Uh, to turn, one word, to turn to B. Next one. Evolve, same consonant structure. It's the same word. Evolve, to unfold, open out, expand from Latin, evolve in, to unroll, roll out, roll forth, to clear, disclose, yada, 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 go to the gold box. Next slide. Here it is, reaffirming again, well, to turn, to revolve, round, object, to turn, spiral, helix, and things of this nature, roll. All this still makes sense in a minute. Next slide. Congo cosmology. 
legendary uh, concept of the universe and the spin that we come here. This is uh, called the King of Cosmogram. You can uh, view this in uh, Fukuyama's work, African Cosmology and the Bantu Combo, uh, in terms of the source. Uh, this is the, the universe and how it spins and time and a whole bunch of different things. Next slide. This is the Yoruba tradition again. Remember that circle? Universe, uh, which is the Opon trade that I showed earlier. This is just a graphical representation of the old news and what they mean. Same symbolic concept. Next slide. The dagger again, we saw with the evolution. They have their own unique version, not quite the same, but fundamentally the same. Uh, this is the source of what I, I spoke about earlier from Dr. Maladon Sone. Next slide. This is the Dogon. It's a theme that you're going to find. I'm, I'm picking all across Africa to show that it's the same type of fundamental thought concept. And so this is the God Abba, which is the universe itself. Uh, picture that these, all these elements consist of it, but it's also a spin, it's always a movement. Uh, next slide. Uh, another form of a metamorphosis, to be laid, another variation of the word Kevin uh, in the Dogon language. Uh, next slide. And so it's this unwinding, remember that one of the definitions for the next of course, the unwinding and the spinning of the universe. Uh, I'll have to tell you the source there, it's from the same source. So yeah, page 43. So I won't get into how the Nun in ancient Egypt is cognitive with the word Yabungi. This, when you download it, you can just go to this link right here. I do a whole presentation showing all of that. So we'll just skip. So just for now, trust me that Yabungi and the Nun or Nun are the same exact word. <laughs> and so in Fukuyama's text, African Cosmology in Advanced Chicago, he tells us that uh, a straight line or a line within an empty circle in its middle is among the magic combo of the symbol of emptiness, a world without visible light. That is the emptiness, the Yabungi, the world in this beginning was an empty, and it was a Yabungi, an empty thing, a cavity without visible light. So it appears to be uh, empty at the beginning, but it wasn't really empty. Next slide. So this is a representation you know, of the Yabungi, which is the new. Know, circular here and square and other uh, representations. But he tells us there are in the Indian Bongi active forces that can blow up. Uh, where there is emptiness and nothingness act other unknown forces, invisible forces. So it wasn't empty, it wasn't empty. It means there was always something there. And that this something blew up. And this is, you know, y'all can see where I'm going with this ultimately. <laughs> Uh, these are cognates for the, for the word Mbongi in terms of the universe, but in the Basa language, which is in Cameroon, you see these variations of the word, somebody about empty set, the universe down to its very essential dimension, the almost empty, the infinite, infinitely small, the Mbongi, the Mbongi. So what they're trying to say is that the good, or the Mbongi, or Mbongi, was fundamentally just a series of particles, which is the, the infinitely small you know, those forces that blew up. This is in the Congo region without any interference from Europeans. I'm trying to, you know, uh, reinforce this concept of African science in a very literal sense. Next slide. This concept of the V, the V is going to be important. So remember that circle in terms of its spinning. Now imagine it, you're, you're looking at it kind of horizontally. So now it looks kind of like a tornado. And so this tornado spins and evolves and does all kinds of things. Read the text. Next slide. All right. I don't have.
have a pointer, but we're going to pay attention to this little spot right here. This is ancient Egypt. This is Ramesses the sixth tomb. And you're going to see this B. See that B shape right there? Next slide. This is a blown-up representation and drawing of it. Uh, this is the, the god Atom coming out of the moon or the end of This shape right here is what the Egyptians called reset. You can see the determinative, it looks like a bowl or whatnot in terms of the shape of the bead. And so what we have here is the, the coming of space-time, literally. It's a word that means space, the word reset. And you see these goddesses of time here. This is the god Atom going back with Esri. The Kygis is the god Atom, the sun god Atom and time and he's building and he's developing the universe. So this is the God coming from inside the bee in space. So next slide. That's the proof of the word I'm saying. Next slide. So we see other types of representation. Out of the water, the birth, the lotus flower is the sun god Heru coming out of the bee. You see it here? This is Tadakamen, a representation representing Heru coming out of the lotus, which is a bee in terms of the spin. Next slide. Another, you know, the lotus flowers you can see is yellow in the center, so it represents the sun, you know, coming out of the murky waters. Next slide. And so in modern science, when we talk about the Big Bang and uh, inflation theory, how is it depicted? With the bee, the sun god god, in terms of the Big Bang, and the creation of the universe, just as we saw, you know, with, uh, in ancient Egypt. There's the source. Next slide. Another version or representation of it, again, the bee, the sun, creates, you know, saying the universe. Uh, next slide. This is from National Geographic, the same particular uh, concept. And so when we're dealing with uh, science, again, Africans, when we're talking about these different things, it's not outside of the African worldview. This is fundamentally what it means to be African, is to talk about these things. So you got to understand the language. Next slide. If you all are familiar with Octavia Butler. Speak it to the mic, brother. Uh, I'm sorry? Speak it to the mic. Yes, okay. The mic. Uh, you know, I, I'll skip this, but she fundamentally says God has changed. So God is evolution in the African context. So to be anti-evolution is to be anti-God if you're an African person. Because that's the fundamental basis of what God is according to African people. And I can go into any system and find it. The last uh, two slides. And so now, I'm here to promote science. And I'm building off of what Garvey informed us to do. He said, die down black men and men. Reach up black men and women and pull all of nature's knowledge to you. Turn you around and make a conquest of everything. North and south, east and west. And then when ye have wrought well, you would have inherited God's blessings. You would have become God's chosen people. Naturally, you become leaders of the world because of the superiority of your mind and your achievements. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? And out of our own creative genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always this great law. Next slide. There is no height at which you cannot climb without the active intelligence of your mind. Mind creates as much as we desire in nature we can have through the creation of our own minds. But in your homes and everywhere possible, you must teach the higher developments of science to your children. And make sure and make sure that we have a race of scientists par excellence. For in science lies our only hope to withstand the evil designs of modern materialism. This is the speech that took for me in the world in 1920.
thing was Africa. That's right. It yeah. wasn't a ah and cracking joke, 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 joke. It was university. It is what we did. It gave rise to the European university system. Those brothers and sisters were serious, right? So I know the lecture was a little slow, but you'll really respect when you go home with your notepads. This will force you to really study out. They said they hear an echo on the um, So y'all know this, right? Go for What? Well, hey, I got to Hey, y'all know this, right? <laughs> Repeat that again. A world organized lie. <laughs> Defeat the disorganized group. Ooh, wee. All I want to know is this. Is God killing the house? Let's turn it up. Let's go. Hey, hold on. What you're about to see, right? Oh, he's an old European. Is that how 
over. I'm not a call. It's not on me. It's up to everybody here to pay $200 for a book and read it to your babies. But it's a call. A call has one charismatic leader. Shots coming, shots coming, shots coming. Duck, 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 duck. We ain't going that way because we are the center of the universe. Each African family is the center of the universe. Responsible for their own understanding of the cosmos. Next. Oh, who is that? Sister Black Alpha Power? Let's go inside. Do you 
not understand. I like to say that we actually operate from a position of ignorance. And we argue from a position of ignorance. I say it all the time. That's why they can't get around an arm and arm squad with black ignorance. That's why everybody kind of tiptoe up Don't throw no shots. That's bullshit. Y'all know what it is, man. Next. Let's see. That's what the skull to prove who he is. Look at the skull. Pay close attention, right? Okay, so now let's come in to the fatherhood. 
See? Let's go. Click inside. Let's see what this data tells us about. Right? A, B, C, E. Most of us in here is E1, B1. E1, B1A is right here. And so this plane proves that the African mutated, right, as they traverse all around the planet. There's no mistake that if you're walking up right here, you're yeah. African. Did you come from the womb of the sisterhood? From the sperm of the male to the womb of the sisterhood? This is no doubt. So I don't know why people are teaching Saudi Arabian history, North American history. I mean, I'm just surprised. Let's go next. Put it over. Now let's get it to the kid. Let's go. Right, let's switch. No, switch it. Not, not, not. We are going to preach to the press. To preach to the press. See, that's that guy from Holland right there. What you hear? Yeah, see, that's, that's real right there. That's tangible. So we should all came to come from something tangible that we can do. Right? So five hours off of ABC said we'll go to a black-owned organization. This will happen. And everybody in this room can get your own design that you just want to do. Because black African power. It's economics. Economics, right? House African. They built a pyramid. They had had resources to build a pyramid. I heard them say Todd Nath, the land of God. It was the land of nature. It was the land of resources. That's why they dealt with us, because of our resources. Not um, 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 um. Let's go.
See, y'all ain't even know that. Sometimes take your time. Slow it down. Slow it down. This ain't no microwave shit. This ain't no DeepBlackMedia.com. <laughs> Click next. Next.
The great master teacher, right, is the shoulder that we stand on. Right? Okay? Yeah, we come And so the point I want to make is, is that he told us how to get you out of the story. And there's only one way to get you to the story. Right? Paleontology study, going anthropology study, go You know what I'm saying? That's the archaeology. That's the only way. Your melanin won't draw you to it. The brother was scientific. Next slide. So when you start talking about intelligent design, that's your father right there. Here comes the father of IT intelligent design. So whose shoulders are we really standing on when we talk about intelligent oh, design? Yeah, you never really studied that. Next slide. That's the picture they made of me. Look at that. Huh? The God pillar. Evolution has to This is. But you know what they did? They did me a favor. They did fight me, didn't even know it. Make me the deity to teach evolution. Next slide, let's see. Let's see if our answers is. Here you go, the grandparents are handing me. To Hootie, man's body, is that an animal? No. Haru, man's body, a bird? It was a dog? So did our ancestors have any problem with being deified like an animal? Yes or no? So then what the hell wrong with us? Because we don't really want to be happy. We want the pyramid shit and all that, the rest of it. We don't want the hard work. We don't want that. That's not. Here we go again. Brother Saul, where you at?
So the observer of nature allows you to handle problems. We are a natural people. And since we're a natural people, our problems are natural. We don't have supernatural problems. You can't save yourself with a supernatural problem. Come here, come here. We're not supernatural. Supernatural means outside the natural. Look it up. We're not super. We're just true nature. Next. Next. Oh, oh, orangutan. You can learn a lot from orangutan. He's fishing with a tool. Next. Right, that passed along, that passed along to them a set of 
<laughs> the hell's going on? Can I get the breakfast over there? <laughs> Nowhere in the south of the dad said that shit makes sense. Go next. Next, next, keep going. I can do it. Next, come on, keep going, keep going. Come on, keep going. I'm gonna get to the service. I got people to the other Come on, stop. Back to church. That's back to church, right? Thank you. 